0: You're listening to the Real Estate Entrepreneur Podcast with Terrence Murphy, where we cover sales, investing, and entrepreneurship with an emphasis on real estate. Each podcast, Terrence and his guests will bring you informative and inspiring information within the real estate industry. So, welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Entrepreneur with Terrence Murphy podcast. Today, I want to talk about something that's dear to my heart in real estate, something I had to learn the hard way. And not only just in real estate, I had to learn it in business. So I want to talk about this principle, and it's about growing a team. So before I get into that, I got a quote that I want to read. Hopefully, I can read it right. But it's it's, it's a long quote, so hang in there. There's a certain kind of person that doesn't take no for an answer. They don't walk in quietly. They parade in, trailblazing, eyebrow raising, status quo breaking, grazing greatness, Braving hatred, taking up space. They never got a seat at the table, so they can't sit and behave. They rather defy the rules and amaze. There's a certain kind of person who doesn't wait for greatness. They make it. Apple. So man, I seen that commercial, seen that quote, and it just it, it really struck a nerve with me because everything that I'm always tried to do in my life, I've just tried to be me, be myself. I always encourage people, be you, be yourself. Everybody else is already taken. So a lot of times. Yes, you can like, get inspiration for somebody, but don't grow envious of who they are. Like, OK, so I can't do that. Oh, well, but what can I do? I love this quote because it says they don't wait for greatness. They make it. And your greatness can't be defined by this world. It can't be defined by someone else. Your greatness is what you believe it to be. And so whatever that is, man, go after it. Don't wait around. Like it says we don't take no for an answer. They don't walk in quietly. Well, guess what? If you do walk in quietly, then that's you. But at the end of the day, we're trailblazing, status quo breaking. And I feel like that's something that I've always had to remind myself. If you look at, you know, I grew up with a single mom in the country and very humble beginnings, but she taught me to believe in who I was as a person and who I am and be you, shit. Like I said, so I just want to encourage everybody listening to the podcast. God made you. He put you here at this time for a reason. He put you here you have a story. You have a purpose. And whatever that is, I'm just trying to inspire you and help you on that journey. And if it's in real estate or if it's in life, I just want to encourage you on that. And anybody you interact with, it doesn't matter if you're a multimillionaire or if you got $2 to your name, treat people like you want to be treated. It's just that simple. And I'll I tell this story real quick. So I, obviously there was a time where I played football at Texas a and yes, I didn't win the Heisman like Johnny Manziel, but there was a time I was the face of a football. That's not up for debate. It just, it is what it is. So I carried the program on my back my two last years and people would come up to me on campus and ask for autographs and stuff and all that junk. And like, I would tell the people that I was in class with, I'm like, man, I'm just a, a college kid eating double cheeseburgers just like you. So I don't mind being part of your study group, but I'm not going to be taking pictures and signing autographs every time I come to class. And that's just been my mentality. That's the way I roll. And whether you knew me growing up in East Texas or whether you met me at the pinnacle of my football career, yes, I have evolved. And yes, I expect people to evolve in life. But at the end of it, money, success, notoriety, whatever it is, all it is doing is magnifying who you already are. So if you're an asshole with no money, you're going to be an asshole with money. If you're a giver with no money, when you get money, you're going to be a giver. You just want to help people. If you are a person who, Loves to really use your resources fairly well. Like my wife's very frugal. It doesn't matter with or without it. You're going to be who you are. So, all money does, all notoriety does, all success does is just magnify who you are. So, just want to throw that out there. Want to encourage you guys, but let's jump into the topic today why teams matter. I'm going to focus on real estate teams, real estate sales, but I think you can take this across the board for any real estate venture on why teams matter. So I always say an individual versus a team, a team will win every time. You know why? Because there becomes a time in your real estate career. Yes, your first year or two, you need to learn it. Like I tell everybody, you need to learn how to do everything so that when you do hire somebody, not only will you know what their job entails, but you can also, you know, when you're coaching them, you can sit in their seat and say, you know what? I know you swamped right now because hell, I used to do that role. I get it. So it's tough to connect with people if you just start off day one hiring everybody and you never have to do these roles, right? It's the reason why if, if my kids ever come to work for me, I'm going to make them go work for somebody else before they work for me because you're not going to just pop up and now you're the new CEO of whatever, whatever, like they're going to earn it and they're going to understand it. So when it's time to really connect with people at their company or on their team, they can sit in their shoes and, and they can get it. But an individual, number one, an individual versus a team, an individual agent can do a lot of things in the beginning. There's over 180, 175 tasks per transaction. So in the beginning, when you're doing, you know, think about it. You got to take photos. You got to draw up a listing agreement. You got to put the sign out. You got to print flyers. You got to do data entry on MLS. You got to do a CMA. You got to know the prices. You got to pull comps. And I can keep going. Right, so there's so many tasks that we do in real estate per transaction that for one blows me away that that clients and buyers and sellers think we didn't earn it because it's it's a grind. But two, there's a lot going on. But when you have three to five deals per year, you can you can provide five star service as an individual. But as you grow and you scale, there is no way to maintain that five star customer experience. So I always give people the analogy. Your real estate career in the beginning is a rubber band. And if you set a rubber band on the table in its current state, you don't see any cracks in a rubber band because it's not being stretched. But as you scale your business and you start growing it, your business, that customer experience, your day-to-day calendar, your schedule is going to be stretched. And when that rubber band is stretched, then you can see the cracks. And that's why you see 50% of agents are out of the business after year one. Another 50% are out of the business after year two. So by year three in real estate sales, this is an industry standard, NAR statistic. Look it up. 75 to 80% of agents are out of the business. Well, it's many reasons why, but today I want to focus on this because you see those agents that start off on fire and they get to 10, 15, 20 deals. And that was me. But then they hit a wall, they burn out or they hit a ceiling. And the thing that they don't want to do is hire assistants and get people to help them because they want to keep pushing and thinking they can do it on their own. And I'm telling you, you can do it, but you will never scale. And so if you give me Terrence Murphy individual agent or if you give me Terrence Murphy team, the value proposition is different And the team. If organized right, cohesive and set up with the right structure will dominate Terrence Murphy individual agent any day, all day because it just, it is what it is. I remember being at a real estate conference in 2014 and the guy put a realtor on the stage and he threw him a hula hoop. So obviously everybody's laughing, whatever. And he's doing the hula hoop, then he threw him another one. He had like three on his hip and he's trying to dance with him. And he threw him like two or three more. And then he threw him like two or three more. He had him on his arms, he had him around his legs and it was just a mess, right? So all the hula hoops went everywhere. And so then he brought another person up and he threw the first guy a hula hoop and then he threw the lady a hula hoop. They were maintaining it. Then he brought a third person, then a fourth person, then a fifth person. And before you knew it, it was like 15 people or 10 people on the stage with hula hoops all doing it at the same time. Nobody dropped a hula hoop and they were maintaining the hula hoops. That is pretty much an individual agent trying to maintain versus a team that's cohesive and organized correctly. And really, that's any business. That's just called scaling. Right. There's a book called Scaling Up by, I think, Gene Harnish. Look it up. Scaling Up. Look, have your mind ready to read that book because it's not an easy read. But he talks about this. And so the value proposition is different because you really got to think about the Henry Ford model. He was the one who really started manufacturing cars at scale. And it's because he understood this basic principle. In his factory, he said there's going to be specialists. So you just think about the car coming across. If I'm just putting the motor in every time, then I'm going to be really good at putting that motor in. But this week, if I'm doing the motor, Next week, I'm doing the, the hood. Next week, I'm doing the tires. Next week, I'm actually with the engineers trying to design the new layout of the car. And the list goes on, the things that go into it. I'm never going to be a specialist. And the crazy thing is, I remember when, I, when my aha moment in real estate happened is right when I had got up to 21 million in sales, I had did like right under 80 deals or 90 deals and I had no assistant. And I was like, this is tough. Like, I can't get any further by myself. But when I think about specialists, it makes a lot of sense. I played football, like literally, obviously. So I couldn't be the person out there kicking the field goal, calling the play, putting the stickers on the helmet, putting the stripes on the grass, snapping the ball to myself, running the route. You can't do it all. And a lot of times in business, especially small businesses, it's the reason why small businesses never scale because they can't get out of their own way. And the number one thing, the first thing you think about is I don't have the money. I get it, but you will never have the money and the resource if you don't get help. You will always be stuck at a certain place in your business unless you really understand how to leverage. And I didn't say you got to go out and hire these expensive people, like get somebody part time, get a virtual assistant, get a third party company that is um, an ISA to call your leads, whatever it is, you got to get help in order to truly not only scale, but just to maintain a customer experience that you're trying to provide. So when I'm thinking about that, now I got to think about how do I leverage my talent? And so you'll hear me talk about this a lot, TBS, where's your time best spent? Doing those personality tests and really understanding where your time is best spent will help you in understanding. So if you take those 180 tasks on a seller transaction and then you take the 100 and something tasks on a buyer transaction, and then you go through and rate them, from one to whatever. One is the ones you like the most and then rate it to the least is on the high number. And let's just say for round numbers, there's a hundred tasks. You take those top 25 and keep them and you leverage out the other 75 tasks through an assistant. And then you're going to be blown away at how much energy you have day to day. Because yes, you can do things really good, but you can't do everything good. Like in this game, there's so many things. Like if you're really good at getting listings, then get good at that and let somebody else do your data entry in the MLS. So let somebody else schedule your inspections. Let somebody else do your paperwork because that's how you can really leverage. That's that's the key. And then I always say, like, as I'm leveraging the team and I'm understanding, am I an individual? Am I a team? Am I a Terrence Murphy or am I trying to run a Henry Ford model? It's the same reason, like I tell people, good luck just showing up to a doctor's office and just walking in and saying, I want to meet with the doctor right now. It's not going to happen. It's not happening because they have a team. They're going to give you a clipboard. They're going to slide the glass in, you, close the glass in your face and tell you to fill out the paperwork because they have a process and they have a team. And so I always say people process. So what is that process? So if a client decides to use you, how can you make sure that this seller gets the same five-star experience as the seller two years ago that referred him? Well, over time, In this game in real estate sales, remember when we do our job, we get fired. That means if I go out and I bust my butt and I sell a million dollar listing and my clients are happy and we're taking photos and exchanging gifts at closing, the moment we walk out of there, they're like, Man, we love you, T, but I don't need you anymore because you sold my house and helped me buy a new house. Now I may need you in two years or three years, but that's a long time to wait on one client. So, in order to make sure that we're getting consistent leads, referrals, We have got to have a consistent consumer customer experience that can only happen with process and people. It can't happen with just you. So the individual versus the team, the team will always win. The next thing I want to encourage you and talk to you about is the right people in the right seats. You got to really understand from a personality standpoint what you're looking for in your job description, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. So if you're type A, go-getter, like can sell, sell, sell. Don't bring in me to be your assistant because I'm type A. I'm a salesman. We're going to butt heads and we don't compliment each other. So bring bring in somebody who's good at transactional paperwork. Bring in somebody who is, if you take the the D-I-S-C, bring in somebody who's high S, high C. Don't bring in a high D because they're going to dominate you and they're going to want to do what you do. Bring in a high S, high C. So they're very compliant. They're very steady. Now you guys actually complement each other. And so that's the right people, right seat. And then as you grow your team, the culture will start building. All these things will kind of come together. And, and that's when you really understand how to scale your business. You can't scale. You will never scale. You will never create a consumer customer experience that's repeatable without help and leverage and leveraging talent and leveraging technology and leveraging people. But also, You will never be able to maintain this consistently if you are truly doing production. Because the thing I always talk about in this industry and real estate sales, people always want to talk about how long they've been in the industry. No one cares about that anymore. Like no one cares that you've been a realtor for 40 years. It does. That stuff used to be important, but it's not because if you've been a realtor for 30 years, but you sold three deals a year for the last 10, that's 30 deals. But let's say I've been a realtor for five years, but I'm closing 30 deals a quarter. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be sharper than you. So the game isn't about how long you've been in the industry anymore. And it's, it's about how many deals are you doing consistently with a five star experience? It's the same thing. Like I put up this on our Instagram. It was talking about the top franchises and it was Taco Bell, Burger King, Chick-fil-A, Starbucks, whatever. But you think about Starbucks, the reason why they've scaled so much over the last five years, I think they're opening like a thousand a year now, something crazy like that, is because you can go to a Starbucks in North Carolina or in Texas and get the same experience, same customer experience. You want to know why? Because they've learned how to create processes. They've learned how to put people in the right seats, and they've learned how to leverage their brand, their value proposition, and all those things it brings together one experience for the consumer. And if you don't think that you need to compete with that model in real estate sales, you're fooling yourself. I'm telling you, if you're interacting with clients at all, now, if you're doing machine learning or robotics or something, great. But if you're dealing with people and your service is people, or your product is people, people like consistency. It's the reason why Netflix blew up. It's the reason why Amazon blew up. If they're getting those experiences in other parts of their life, you can't tell me that they don't want that same experience in real estate sales It is what it is. So you got to be thinking, how can I create that consumer experience that's consistent and I can scale it, I can grow it and I can make sure that where, no matter where you're at, you're getting or no matter who you're dealing with on my team, you're getting a consistent experience. So my wife and I obviously grew T five properties from an idea on a napkin. I literally wrote it on a napkin in the middle of my depression. I was depressed. I had got injured. I got paralyzed, didn't know what I was going to do with my life. And I was just praying that God would give me a passion. And I didn't care what it was. I just needed a passion. I was like, God, just give me a passion because I literally didn't feel like I was living because I didn't have a passion. And he showed me real estate. And when he showed me that, I wrote on a napkin, T five properties. The crazy thing is I didn't realize what he was doing in that moment. But now we, we I think we just closed our six thousand transaction, nine hundred million in volume in eight years of having agents at the company. And, you know, we brought over our first agent in 2012. So that's where the eight years come from. But I've been flying the flag since 2010 just for any clarity. But I'm saying that to say I've learned a lot about creating a consumer experience. I've studied Starbucks. I've studied these different models and I've tried to make it and you know, turn it into a real estate experience. So I want to close with a couple thoughts. You got to ask yourself this. What are you trying to accomplish by being a realtor? Like, what are you trying to do when you know the why? Because if you're just a part time agent and you're like, you know what? I just got my license to sell a couple deals and buy some investment properties. Then great. Turn this, turn this episode off. It doesn't mean anything to you. But if you're trying to actually grow a business and be a practitioner that actually has a A business in place that has staff, structure, processes, you need to be asking yourself this question How long am I going to compete against other teams as an individual person? Because if you notice, everybody's going to the team model because you cannot be at war, business warfare on your own. Like it's just impossible. And so the last thing is if I want to scale, what am I scaling on? Because God said it in scripture build it on solid foundation and not sand. And the same way that I train my agents, and I've literally one-on-one coached a lot of agents to grow into multi-million dollar producers. I've taken agents from 1 million in sales to 30 million. I've taken agents from zero experience to 8, 9, 10 million their first, second year, third year in the business. I've done it over a lot of different personalities all here in College Station. And that's the reason why we're getting ready to expand our brand. Terrence Murphy team is going to expand around the state of Texas. And so we're looking for expansion partners, people who are broker owners, team leaders, or individual agents who are ready to scale and grow because we know we have figured out, we've cracked the code on how to grow in this business. And that's where we're going to be rolling that out. Another thing we're getting ready to roll out is our broker owner and team leader coaching. So stay tuned for that. Look on our website, terrencemurphy.com. So we're going to be bringing in people that I'm, it's tough in 20 minutes, 30 minutes to really dive deep into these topics. But when I can start coaching people one-on-one and really break down how I grew my business and how to grow and the lessons that I've learned, you might've listened to Kyle Dwyer's podcast. He's a guy I partnered with two years ago. I helped him take his company from 350,000 in revenue to over two and a half, 2.4, 2.5 million in 18 months. And that's just the beginning. I mean, it's a startup business. And so I just want to encourage you guys and leave you with a final thought team versus individual leverage other people's talent, other people's time, other people's energy. And one of the things I got this analogy from a friend in real estate, he said, it's just like Duke basketball. Every year, year over year, Coach K puts out the same product. He's ranked top 10 every year. And is it because Zion Williamson or whoever? Man, he's been bringing in five-star recruits for a long time, but he's still putting out a consistent product because it's his processes, his staff, his systems. Same with Nick Saban. I mean, Nick obviously is recruiting some animals, but he's putting out a consistent product year over year for a long time. So that's not about the players. It's about the processes, it's about the systems. And that's what you got to be thinking about. And that's what I want to leave you with. What are you in it for? What are you trying to accomplish? How are you going to accomplish it? And how can you, like, the last thing i say is you only have so much time in a day. And so you either, and I'm all about, I'm a lone wolf, Right. That's why my my ranch brand is Black Wolf Ranch. Like, I don't mind being a lone wolf. But what I've learned is everything in the beginning, I would read the books and I would study and I would learn it on my own. I was like, I ain't dependent on anybody. I'm going to do it myself. But that takes so much time, so much time. So if you can get a coach or a mentor or team up with somebody on a team to help you get there faster, you save so much time because really, at the end of the day, it's velocity of money. And it's velocity of energy and velocity of time. So I'll leave you with that. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of The Real Estate Entrepreneur with Terrence Murphy. Please subscribe on whichever platform you are listening and consider leaving a five star review, as that will help us gain traction and continue to bring you knowledge in the real estate industry. For more content, head over to terrencemurphy.com.